And uh, moving up to San Francisco, you jump into this massive uh, pool and you know it's easy to drown in it it's also easy to get distracted and just you know from companies and their inflated valuations and you know raising these large uh, financing rounds to then seeing you know them all many of them also die because they, the revenue wasn't there welcome to 14 minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups in this episode, I spoke with Tyler Koblasa, founder and at the time still CEO of CloudApp, a visual sharing and video messaging platform. We have Tyler Koblasa, CEO at CloudApp, a platform that lets you record, host and share visual media to enhance your conversations. It's fantastic to have you here with me at Collision in New Orleans, Tyler. Awesome. Good to, good to be here, Stephen. Great stuff. Tell me a little bit about, about you, where you grew up, and, and a little about you, bit about you as a person. Yeah, so I, I uh, grew up in Los Angeles. Um, dad worked in entertainment, and uh, so he spent most of his career in entertainment, and kind of I, I shied away from it. Um, started uh, writing code in high school, and uh, through that journey, this is kind of the early um, kind of dot one, 1.0, 1 and um, we had a kind of early hosting company back then that I launched during high school. So been an entrepreneur now for about 20 years, wow. and just uh, have always loved kind of building building stuff. Um, kind of uh, that led into working with other early stage kind of companies during dot com 1.0 and moving up to San Francisco for the first time around in 2000. Then uh, saw it all collapse and uh, moved back to Los Angeles and was enjoying the weather down there. Hmm. But uh, yeah, grew up in grew up in LA and. Um, you know, I've loved always building stuff. You founded a couple of interesting companies in Los Angeles um, earlier in your career. What were those experiences like? Uh, yeah, I'd say one of the, um, you know, kind of coming back to the whole uh, aspect of building, you know, we've always thought about if there's a, a problem to solve it and um, definitely it's been a journey. Uh, I think the kind of reward has always been if you build something and people actually use it and even more so actually pay for it. Um, you know, you're creating value and it's a value exchange. Um, that journey, I would say, uh, as a kind of, uh, you know, teenager and early 20s, you know, as a uh, entrepreneur, you, it, it, back in the day, it was much more difficult to find other entrepreneurs to work with, especially technologists. So definitely felt pretty alone. Yeah. Um, you might meet a few others here or there, but I think one of the lessons I learned and also kind of through the uh, previous or later companies around the power of advisors and mentors and I think as an entrepreneur it's incredibly important to find um, any type of uh, mentor advisor that can be that's been there before uh, to work with um, but uh, yeah the, those are definitely kind of learning experiences and uh, I think the other thing is kind of getting into like focus and you know we at the time kind of spread ourselves thin got into multiple different lines of business which ultimately led to like more distractions and Taking your eye off the ball. Um, so, fo so focus, focus, and double down on one thing, and get some amazing mentorship. They'd be two things you'd advise other entrepreneurs to really look at when they're early on in their careers. Definitely, definitely, and also just really understanding that that funnel. So, getting as quantitative and qualitative as possible. I wish I did that more early on. You know, talking as many of your customers as possible and trying to validate assumptions and this hypotheses. Um, and also just really trying to get that sales and marketing machine going earlier. I think commonly founders are builders, makers, dreamers, and if there's ways to 
take that, you know, to externalize that and get the word out and then validate your messaging earlier. That was one thing that I definitely would have uh, done differently. Does that give you a sense of satisfaction and happiness now that you're, you know, you would have your own uh, methodologies and your and it, for you it's a process you're comfortable with building and scaling a company. Um, do you really do you appreciate that all the more having gone through all of that? Yeah, I would definitely say going through that those um, the struggles of entrepreneurship and the challenges kind of lead you to see patterns that you'll recognize spot on, and then that obviously plays into future businesses and other entrepreneurs you work with. But Definitely. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Um, so, um, when you moved to uh, San Francisco and then created uh, Mingly for managing and nurturing relationships online, um, how different was it, um, you know, building a company in San Francisco compared to LA? How, how, how different was the experience? Well, the LA tech ecosystem was uh, very kind of, um, I'd say it was a small, small pond. Um, so the, this is kind of pre-Silicon Beach, as they call it. And uh, moving up to San Francisco, you jump into this massive uh, pool and you know, it's easy to drown in it. It's also easy to get distracted and just you know, up from companies and their inflated valuations and you know, raising these large uh, financing rounds to then seeing you know, them all, many of them also died because they, the revenue wasn't there. So I think definitely it's easily been a uh, place you can get distracted um, there's a lot going on. There's also, it's a rich uh, pool of uh, intellectual capital. So if you can be focused and selective, um, definitely I think you've, anyone that gets to the first year or two, you start to see um, that there's just so much going on, you want to go to everything, but just definitely there's a lot, lot to take in. One thing I did notice about you uh, was uh, and it, it plays into what you've just said. Um, you're, 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 you don't seem to be the type of guy that goes running after VC capital early on. You seem to prefer to build users and build customers and, and get that product for market fit rather than give away a chunk of your company at the beginning. Uh, at least that's the impression I get looking at how you've, you, you raised a little bit late on um, with your current company. And I think Mingle, you, you raised about half a million and, and exited with that. Um, is that part of your philosophy? Do you believe in doing that? Yeah, I think it's a common misconception that you know financing is a is a um, answer to the problem, and I mean that's just it's enabling its its fuel in a gas tank, and if you can operate as lean financially lean as possible as early um, and for as long as possible, you're going to be able to iterate uh, on a product to find product market fit and ultimately product channel fit for distribution, and. I think definitely entrepreneurs commonly will look at you know financing rounds as you know these are milestones to put money back in the gas tank uh, or fuel. But um, as long as you can uh, operate in a uh, efficient manner and commonly leveraging you know whether it be remote teams and um, whether it be you know faraway places, uh, definitely uh, you know highly recommended. But also just um, trying to bring that that communication together, which is also create challenges. So you helped lead product and customer development in Hero Labs uh, for amazing clients like uh, IDEO and Startup Weekend. Um, it must have been a kaleidoscope of incredible learning experiences. So how was that in terms of your personal development as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think uh, consultancies provide you the ability to have uh, kind of insights into many different businesses and also leverage patterns you've seen before as an entrepreneur. So they come and use the, frame, like, uh, the phrase, intrapreneur. Um, Ah. Um, so if you can take kind of lean startup philosophy, um, lean UX, uh, and bring that into a, 
problem set to validate it early on before a company goes and spends you know large sums of capital trying to actually uh, um, build or solve something incorrectly. I think that experience really uh, let us kind of work with whether it be kind of early stage companies, uh, also working with you know clients like IDEO, and um, the Startup Weekend project was was fascinating. We built a platform called Startup Digest. Uh, which is a global uh, network of uh, events taking place around the world. So I think it's the largest collection, so you can go to any city in the world. And we did that with um, Up.co, which is the parent entity before it was acquired by Techstars. Fantastic, so, uh, fantastic. And uh, Kaleo as well was one of your customers, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, fantastic. And you, you, you have a relationship that, uh, you had a relationship before that, I think, uh, with Startup Weekend, and you still, that's ongoing for you. Tell me a bit about, about that. Yeah, so uh, the early Startup Weekend experience was back in, I want to say around uh, 2008. And uh, we'd always heard about Startup Weekend. This is a close friend of mine named Josh. And we were always considering flying out to Colorado to do a Startup Weekend. Then we found out, hey, they're going to be hosting one in Los Angeles. So we bought our tickets, showed up, and uh, pitched this concept, uh, which at the time we called uh, Mingly, which is around kind of being able to nurture relationships throughout your, your network and making sure that they don't slip through the cracks. Yeah. And uh, we pitched that, ended up kind of winning the event, and then that you know kind of catalyzed over a series of 48 hours, uh, really the formation of, hey, we have something here, and kind of starting that company. Uh, which then uh, we started to um, work with a, a group down called Idea Lab, uh, Bill Gross, uh, in Los Angeles, one of the early incubators of all the kind of first dot-com 1.0 companies. And I think the Startup Weekend, after that event, we were asked uh, to um, start kind of organizing that, which we brought to Santa Monica, to a little co-working space called uh, Coloft, and uh, met other, another couple of close friends. And uh, I think we did probably a series of like you know eight to ten events there. Um, over the years, and we had you know many companies come, come out of there. One of them called Zarly, which had an Aston Kutcher there, um, who wow. um, was on our judging panel. Who invests and a lot over here, doesn't he? Yeah, so Ashton ended up in, investing in Zarly, and then they ended up to go bring on Meg Whitman on their board. And wow. um, there was another company uh, called Loot Crate that also launched out of uh, that startup weekend, um, some of those events, and they wanted them to be a huge success. Um, so I think the whole aspect of Startup Weekend, if uh, someone is considering entrepreneurship or they're a seasoned entrepreneur, being able to find others that are kind of in that same frame and that, that time in their life. And I think that journey, uh, being able to connect with others and be able to kind of tap into that global network has just been phenomenal and just definitely made some very close friends through that, that community. Isn't, um, it, isn't it insane that uh, what people can do when they really focus and they just go crazy for 16 hours for a couple of days in a row. Isn't it insane what it's, they can do? It's definitely mind-blowing, because I think we, today, you know, we, we definitely struggle with like how long things take and scope and you know, longer blown out you know, product requirement documents. And um, if there's a, whether it be a hackathon, I think Startup Weekend approach is a little bit different where you have business people and marketing people also thinking about the problem, not just devs, yeah. um, but just being able to have a hard deadline that you want to have something that you can actually kind of time box into achieving something that is actually validated and potentially has um, maybe a you know, potential customer lined up. Um, but just the point of like focus, I think, is um, definitely powerful. And when you pitched Mingle, um, did you you did that with a friend, or uh, did you guys meet? Did you guys actually find anyone else that there that ended up working with you? In yeah, that? so it was, uh, I, I pitched the, the concept. Uh, we had a team with a you know former um, gentleman that was uh, at a company called Hulu, 
And then we also had someone else on the team that uh, was coming from the, the MBA kind of business side, a you know, brilliant HBS um, person, and uh, then also my close friend Josh. And so we kind of worked together through that weekend. And um, so it was really kind of, there was this vision around um, how do you, again, nurture relationships that come into your life. And uh, ultimately, you know, the business, we ended up winding it down. And the reason is, you know, it really was more of like a B2C business. And yeah. then that kind of led into future endeavors of really focusing on, on B2B and SaaS. Um, but I think that the problem still exists there. There's a great company today kind of chasing the same problem called Close. Okay. Um, and there's been quite a few, dozens of companies kind of have gone after this problem. But yeah. it's, a, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's red water. It's a, it's a very competitive space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Congratulations. Uh, yesterday uh, you pitched, uh, I believe the theme was the future of work, uh, obviously connected with Cloud App um, uh, for the judges uh, here at Pitch. And uh, it's very difficult to make the semi final. Uh, it's whittled down from, I think, 70 great companies get invited over here. So to make, to make that was unbelievable. Tell us a little bit about, you know, I suppose you're going to tell us about your fantastic company, CloudApp, when you tell us that. But tell us uh, what your pitch was about yesterday. Yeah, I think the, the pitch was really around how can we kind of bring that message and the value prop uh, together in a kind of concise manner to communicate that to uh, you know, a panel about, I think they had like 25 judges kind of piled on there, which was, which was interesting. <laughs> um, and I think just the opportunity to um, bring that, uh, you know, what we do to that to, you know, to the surface of the audience uh, was awesome. And definitely, you know, the other kind of companies in our group, um, just kind of connecting with them and their journeys and hearing their story, um, different stages of companies, all different dimensions and verticals, and um, just kind of hearing what has brought, you know, these companies here. And, you know, we're definitely honored to, to be a collision and, uh, you know, part of this, this, this conference. And that's one of the beautiful things about uh Entrepreneurship, I think, uh, people are out there competing, but when entrepreneurs get together, they understand what each other are going through, even if they're in different stages and different businesses, and there's, there's always a great sense of community when at events like this. Next episode is the second and concluding part of our conversation with Tyler Koblasa. He goes a little deeper into Cloud App and chats about innovation, work-life balance, self-awareness as an entrepreneur, his daily routine, and some thoughts around cutting-edge technologies like machine learning and augmented reality. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thank you to Ketsu for music provided under a Creative Commons license. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating.